Welcome to Worship in the Word. Today we're turning to the book of Acts, chapter 11, and we're going to see how the Lord brings an outsider into the kingdom of God. Uh, This outsider is a Gentile uh, by the name of Cornelius. So let's go ahead and see what the Word of God says. And the apostles... And brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. Okay, so we know from chapter 10 that uh, uh, Peter came and preached uh, to uh, the Gentile Cornelius and his family, and, and they received the Spirit of God. Okay. And when Peter was come up, to Jerusalem, they that they that were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest into men uncircumcised and did didst eat with them. Okay, so uh, it was against the Jewish law for Jews to commingle and socialize with Gentiles. But what happened was that um, Uh, Peter had received a vision from God uh, to go to Cornelius, and Cornelius had a vision that that Peter was coming. So it was a thing that was orchestrated by God. Okay, continue. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision, a certain vessel descend as it had been a great sheet let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me, upon the which, when I had fastened mine eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. Okay, so uh, we see here Peter has this vision of um, of wild beasts and creeping things, um, and many of them were not on the kosher list, and in Hebrew it's kashrut, it means um, things that are acceptable for uh, Jews to eat. And God had given them a a dietary plan. Uh, It was a protective plan because it it, uh, included... uh, only the clean animals, animals like pigs uh, and uh, fish that 
uh, like carp were excluded because they were not clean animals and um, pigs especially uh, were were unclean and and diseased um, and so God wanted to protect his his people so he gave them this dietary plan and so Peter is saying that that he had he has been a strict follower of this uh, kosher diet dieting uh, but God's vision was metaphorical. It was not, he wasn't really talking about uh, beasts of the field. He was talking about people. And the Jewish people considered uh, the Gentiles as unclean because they didn't follow kosher rules. They didn't follow the Torah. Uh, they ate just about anything. And... Um, uh, lived uh, more unclean lives. So, uh, but really, God is speaking to Peter here about the Gentiles, that that um, even though Peter and his Jewish brethren considered them, the Gentiles, as unclean, God said, uh, don't call that um, unclean what I have made clean. So um, let's go on and see what the Lord has to say here. But the voice answered me again from heaven, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. Okay, so God is saying that I can take something that is unclean and I can make it clean. It doesn't have to be uh, somebody that's... Uh, perhaps following the Torah as rigorous as you have, but it's, uh, I'm going to show you some things, Peter, here, of what I'm doing to extend this message that was given to the Jews. It's, I'm going to catapult this thing into the Gentile population. Go ahead. And this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. Okay. The three is significant because it's it's a one, two, three uh, statement. And uh, uh, you'll find that number used uh, uh, when Jesus raised Lazarus. He waited three days because it was after three, three days, it was certainty that Lazarus was dead. And uh, so there couldn't be any doubt that uh, that he raised Lazarus from the dead. So... Uh, there's no doubt in Peter's mind that uh, he had the boom, 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 the three three times that this thing uh, was presented to him. And so he got Peter's attention and understanding. Go ahead. And behold, immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me to go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and he, we entered into the man's house. Okay, so we see that uh, this Cornelius sent three people over uh, with messages to, to Peter, and, um, and Peter wanted to make sure 
that he had other brethren with him to witness whatever was taking place. He knew this was something special because it was a message that was delivered three times from the heavenly realm, and Peter was attentive to it, and he said, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to bring some brothers with me so they can see it too, so I'm not alone in this thing. Okay, go ahead. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname was Peter, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Okay, so uh, we're seeing that uh, Cornelius had a, a visitation of an angel and told him to send men to Joppa. So it was a specific place that um, he was to send these men and a specific name uh, of Peter. Uh, so this was a specific uh, answer to prayer for Cornelius. Okay, go ahead. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Okay. So Peter began to speak the, the gospel, the good news, the good news that uh, Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He came, he suffered on the cross, he shed his blood, he overcame death, hell, and the grave, and with the resurrection power of the Spirit of God, he, he came out of that grave. And that same resurrection power is what was experienced on the day of Pentecost when Peter preached in Acts 2.38. And all of those that were there uh, that uh, received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Uh, you can read it for yourself, Acts 2.38. And uh, so that same experience... Uh, occurred while Peter was speaking the word of God to these to Cornelius and his family, and they all received this experience. And so uh, they were uh, dumbfounded. They they didn't know what to think of this. Uh, but he remembered. Go ahead. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Okay. So um, Jesus spoke these words. He said, John baptized uh, with, the, with, the, uh, with the baptism of teshuva or repentance that we're speaking about today. Whenever we say teshuva, it's the Jewish, uh, the Jewish word for repentance. And um, it means a walk with God, a journey with God. And Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. And that is the teshuva. Uh, but this thing that uh, Jesus said, John indeed baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and... Uh, so we see that they all were baptized with 
the Holy Ghost, uh, Cornelius, the outsider. Um, go ahead. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I? That I could withstand God? So even though it was against uh, his logic uh, in his own mind, Peter said, I I've visually seen this thing, and there were six men that came with him, uh, so all seven of them witnessed uh, this thing. Now, seven is a holy number, and it's significant, um, but the significance is that that they witnessed uh, an outsider was admitted into the kingdom of God, and, and and it came through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There was no no denying that the that they received the gift. Now, um, the thing about Cornelius, uh, the insider information here is that. Uh, Cornelius had three strikes against him. Um, first of all, he was a Roman, and the Romans were hated by the Jews because the Romans came in and took away their freedom. And uh, so... Uh, he, he had that one strike against him. The second thing was he was uh, in the Roman military, which made it worse. Uh, uh, the military ones were the ones that enforced the Roman law upon these Jewish people. And the third thing, third strike against him, he not only was a Roman and in the military, he was a military leader. He was a centurion, which is perhaps, uh, I'm not sure military-wise what it would be, but it was a, it was a high rank. He had um, hundred, at least 100 men. Centurion means 100. At least had 100 men at his disposal. So uh, he had these three strikes against him, but uh, in relationship to God, and this is what I want you folks that are listening to me today uh, maybe you feel like an outsider. Uh, maybe you have three strikes against you. Um, but listen to me now what uh, Cornelius, the type of a man he was, and what God recognized in him. Uh, he was a devout man. In other words, he feared God. He, he had a respect. For God. He had a respect for the people of God. It is believed that he financially supported uh, Jewish synagogues. Um, and uh, the Bible says that he feared God and all of his house feared God. So he, he trained his family to fear God. That's a wonderful thing. We need more of that uh, in the world today, we need men that will be stalwart in faith and will teach up their children to love God and to love the Word of God and to love their mother and to respect authority. 
Uh, other th uh, second thing he did was he gave much alms. Now, alms are gifts of love that go to people that are in poverty, people that have a need. Uh, James, the apostle, said, pure religion and undefiled is visiting the widows and the fatherless in their affliction um, and keeping yourself unspotted from the world. And this is what this guy, Cornelius, did. He, he would give to the poor. He would give to the needy. He would give to the hungry. And uh, the third thing he did was he prayed to God always. He was a man of prayer. Yes, he was a Roman. Yes, he was in the military. Yes, he was a military leader. But he exercised his faith, and he did what he could within the circumstance that he lived in. And this is a message to you. Uh, no matter where you are, no matter what you did, you might be an outsider. You might have three strikes against you. But if you begin to fear God, and you cause others and, and help others to come and respect God and the things of God, and, and you, and you uh, begin to support uh, causes that feed the poor and help the needy, and then you begin to pray uh, to God for direction for your life. Believe me, uh, the, the Bible says that that God recognized the prayers of this righteous man. And God will recognize your prayers. Okay, let's continue on. When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Okay. This is monumental, folks, because it, this thing... Uh, the Bible says that salvation was to the Jew first and then to the Greek, or then to the Gentile, uh, and then to the, the Roman. It was, it was uh, a plan given uh, to Abraham. Abraham's our father of faith on down and uh, with, the, uh, with the prophets speaking about the Messiah that was to come and uh, his light would be taken throughout uh, the whole world. And uh, those of you listening to me today, uh, I'm encouraging you to think about this outsider, this one that it looked like he would not have any hope of, of coming into the kingdom of God, but through his prayer, giving of alms, his, his fear and respect of God opened the door for him. And then when he heard the word of God preached, the word of God is the gospel. The gospel is um, preached to every man. Jesus said, I would that everyone would come to repentance. And we see here that, that the salvation um, was given, uh, the opportunity was given to every man and woman. So that's my invitation today. Think about the outsider. Think about that uh, this, is, this message is for you and this uh, day is for you and your, this opportunity is for you to 
come to God and receive all that he has for you. Amen. Amen. If my peace